Welcome to Morning Soap. At Fusion Church, our desire is that every believer would not just attend church, but also hear from God daily through His Word. As we read the Bible, we begin to see how God responds to things. Doing daily devotions repatterns the way we think, transforms the spirit of our mind, and helps us become more like Jesus. Join us here, Monday through Friday, as various pastors and leaders at Fusion Church share devotion and teaching through that day's soap scripture. Download the current soap reading plan at fusionchurch.cc slash soap. Good morning, good morning, good morning, Fusion Church. All right, it's Monday morning. Time to get started in the word of the Lord. We are in Joshua 20. But before we begin, let's not forget this coming Saturday, July the 1st, worship in the park. Let's continue to put it out there. Let's continue to share uh, what we're going to be doing. It is a great time for us to come together as a church and, and just worship the Lord in the neighborhood that people can see that we there is a living God and God is on the move. So look forward on seeing all those that can come out this Saturday uh, for worship in the park. Uh, we are in Joshua 20. Let's begin with a word of prayer. Father, I just thank you for this morning. I just thank you for this time that you have given us. Lord, I praise you and I give you the glory and the honor. Thank you, Father God. Speak through us, Father God. Let it be you and not us, Lord God. I thank you in advance what you're already doing. I thank you in advance what you, who you're already touching. And I thank you in advance what you're going about to do. And we ask for this in Jesus' precious name. Amen and amen. All right, stretch if you need to. And Pastor Jason with us. All right, good morning. Joshua 20. And I am reading from the New King James Version. The Lord also spoke to Joshua, saying, Speak to the children of Israel, saying, Appoint for yourselves cities of ref refuge, of which I spoke to you through Moses that the slayer who kills a person accidentally or unintentionally may flee there, and they shall be your refuge from the avenger of blood. Now, when he flees to one of those cities and stands at the entrance of the gate of the city and declares his case in the hearing of the elders of that city, they shall take him into the city as one of them and give him a place that he may dwell among them. Then if the avenger of blood pursues him, they shall not deliver the slayer into his hand because he struck his neighbor unintentionally but did not hate him beforehand. And he shall dwell in that city until he stands before the congregation for judgment and until the death of the one who was high priest in those days. Then the slayer may return and come to his own city and his own house to the city from which he fled. So they appointed Kadesh in Galilee in the mountains of Naphtali, Shechem, in the mountains of Ephraim, and Kadrath Arba, which is Hebron, in the mountains of Judah. And on the other side of the Jordan by Jericho eastward, they assigned Bezer in the wilderness of the plain from the tribe of Reuben, Ramoth and Gilead from the tribe of Gad, and Golan and Bashan from the tribe of Manasseh. These were the cities appointed for all the children of Israel and for the stranger who dwelt among them, that whoever killed a person accidentally might flee there and not die by the hand of the avenger of blood until he stood before the congregation. Amen. 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 All right. Stretch again if you need to. Wow. You know, talking about cities of refuge, you know, the in this particular chapter, it starts off, you know, of, of the Lord reminding Joshua about what he spoke to Moses about, about having the cities of refuge, the cities of refuge uh, for those that, you know, if someone is, is killed accidentally, they can flee there. 
And this, this goes right back to Exodus 21. And Exodus 21, uh, verses 12 and 13, is, is pretty to the, much to the point. It says, he who strikes a man so that he dies, surely shall be put to death, period. <laughs> surely shall be put to death. So if you kill somebody, you're going to die. Very simple, very simple. But then in verse 13, it says, however, come on now, however, if he did not lie in wait, in other words, he, he, he jumped this guy out of nowhere, you know, and God did not deliver him to his hand, you know, I will appoint you a place that you may flee, you know. In this chapter, we see that sometimes some land was supposed to be set aside. Some cities were supposed to be set aside that one could flee to if he killed somebody accidentally, unintentionally. You know, the commandments, you know, back in the day, in which they are still valid today, you know, they're, they're pretty much to the point that it says in Exodus 20, 13, and also in Deuteronomy 5, 17, it says, you shall not murder, you shall not kill. And that was the commandments. That was the commandment that God has given them. You know, and but then so then God decided, you know, you know, there has to be a place that somebody could run to. And then that's when verse three comes in. It says that the slayer who kills a person accidentally or unintentionally may flee there and they shall have be and there shall be refuge for them there. But it's from the avenger of blood. You know, when someone was killed back then, you know, it, it, it was supposed to be the nearest kin to the victim. That was supposed to seek out the killer, seek out who was the one that took uh, the relative's life, you know, and that way he can lay the hammer down. He can kill them, in other words, you know, because the law was clear, you know, the law was clear that judgment will come to that killer, you know. So if the killer could could be caught, then he, then his life will be taken from him unless. He can make it to the city of refuge. And this city of refuge, you know, the Lord already knew how life is. So he was trying to set things in place just in case these things happen. A couple of things that he also said about the cities of refuge, that they have to be accessible to the people that live there. You know, so in other words, he says, he even says to build roads, you know, so that people can run through those roads, you know, when they accidentally kill somebody, that they could be able to reach these cities, you know, and, and be safe there. You know, it says in verse four, and when he flees to one of those cities and stands at the entrance of the gate of the city and declare his case. So in other words, you know, it's not just getting to the city, it's going before the gates of the city by the elders, you know, and declare, you know, his case to them. And the, and the elders will hear the case, you know, and once they hear the case, they may allow him to come in or not come in, you know, and to give him. And then, but on top of that, not only allowing him to come in, they have to provide for him, you know, a place, a place, you know, so that he can dwell among them, so that he can be safe until he goes before the congregation, in other words, it wasn't just safe there. He still had to plead his case once he was in the city, once he was in before the congregation. They have to, you know, look at the evidence, look at what, what happened and make a decision. Because, you know, if they didn't do this for him, the avenger of blood, which is actually the, the next of kin, 
had all the right to kill this individual, has all the right to pursue him. But if he made it into a city of refuge, he could not pursue him into the city of refuge because that city of refuge was his protection. It says in verse five, then if the avenger of blood pursues him, they shall not deliver him to the slayer. In other words, they will protect them. They will cover him, you know, and, and it says because he struck his neighbor unintentionally. Again, he keeps saying unintentionally. You know, it was an accident. You know, it, it, he didn't do it on purpose. And things can happen on purpose. You read about these kind of things all the time. You know, a couple of guys go out hunting, you know, and somebody shoots a, a, shoots one of the deer somewhere. The bullet goes off, hits somebody else, and they die. That's unintentionally. You know, uh, the murderer had to declare you know, it's very important. The murderer had to declare who he was and what happened. In other words, he had to confess, you know, and sometimes it's hard for us to confess. Sometimes when we make mistakes, sometimes, you know, come on now. Sometimes we don't want to admit that we made a mistake, you know, but it says that we have to, we have to confess, you know, and he had to do this, you know, and he was unintentionally he will receive protection, but he had to remain in the city. He had to remain in the city in order to, to preserve his life and the life of the avenger of blood from making a mistake. You know, this was put in place. So it was put in place to actually to protect both of them, because if the avenger of blood, you know, kills them, you know, and, and finds out and later on finds out that this all happened, it was a mistake. If it was an accident, then there are other consequences. You know, there will be other consequences. In Numbers 35, 19, it says, the avenger of blood himself shall put the murderer to death. And when he meets him, he shall put the murderer to death. So, you know, the word was there. The word was clear. You know, he knew what he had to do, you know, to avenge you know, the, the death of a family mem member. So he knew that he had to do, had to do this, but then there was always protection. And God is so good. God always makes a way, even when we make mistakes, even when we cross the line, even when we do something that we thought we would never do, you know, or we say something that we shouldn't have said, God will always make a way, you know, to make that you know, right again, you know, make that right again. It says in verse six, and he shall dwell in the city until he stands before the congregation, like I said earlier, for the judgment. And until the death of the high priest in those days, then the slayer may return to his own city. So there were consequences, even though, even though, you know, he was innocent, even though this was an accident, there were consequences. A lot of times, our actions will bring consequences. Our actions will be, if you don't pay the mortgage, guess what? If you don't pay the mortgage bill and, and they come and they repossess your house, those are consequences. You know, you don't pay your car and your car gets repossessed, those are consequences. You know, it's so, that, so there are things that we need to do, you know. And, and and here is it talking, he had to pay the consequences. You know, we cannot just do whatever and not think how it would affect the others. 
You know, we see here that the Slayer, even though, you know, it was unintentionally, he had to stay in that city, you know, until the death of the high priest. You know, meanwhile, on the other side of the, of the fence, you know, the kin of the murdered individual, the families of the, of the victim, you know, they had to wait until the high priest died. You know, they had to wait until the high priest that was there at the time died in order to receive a substitute for the shedding of innocent blood. You know, they had to wait until he died. That, that means that was the payment. Death was going to be the payment. But that death came through the death of the high priest whenever that took place. You know what? That could have taken place in a year. That could have taken place in 10 years. That could have taken place in 20 years. So in all this time, all this time, the 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 the, the slayer, the, the, the guy that actually you know killed the other person, he had to remain in the city. Exactly. Meanwhile, meanwhile, the family of the victim, they had to wait to actually get the substitute you know, uh, of the death of the high priest, you know, for the death of their family member. So, you know, so everybody can still get affected. Everybody was affected with what was happening, what was going on. You know, I'm so glad. I am so glad that we fall, you know, under, under the Lord Jesus Christ, under the blood of Jesus Christ. You know, because the blood of Jesus Christ covers a multitude of sins, you know, you know, and, and, and that just takes me right, right, right into, you know, to John 3, 16. It says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. You know, it is because of the love of God, you know, and it was because of the love of God that he made this, this preparation for the people. Because he knew stuff was going to happen. He knew things was, were not always going to be the, right. You know, so the high priest's death was a substitute payment for that person that was killed. You know, but we have our Lord Jesus Christ that made a way for every single one of us that we can go right to the Father and he receives us. That we are covered under the blood of Jesus you know, that the blood of Jesus, you know, you know, covers a multitude of sin. You know, God has forgiven us, but not only forgiven us, he has preserved us, you know, because he says there, because for you shall not perish, but have everlasting, everlasting life. What a blessing. What a blessing that we have in, a, in the Lord Jesus, that you know, in this, these individuals, you know, they had to go through all, jumping all these hurdles just to receive us. You know, the person who was killed, who, who killed him accidentally had to remain in the city. If he left the city, if he left that city and was out and about, uh -uh, and he no, came no. across the next of kin, the it's next what? of kin had all the right to take his life, had all the right because he walked away from his protection. The city was his protection. The city was his covering. You know, the city was his covering. And, and, and he had to remain in that city in order to preserve his life, in order to preserve his life. Again, there were consequences that he had to, 
that he had to stay under in order to stay alive. I just thank the Lord again for my Lord Jesus Christ because he has us. He protects us. He will guide us. He will deliver us. And he will help us along the way, along the way, you know, and, and these individuals, you know, they, this is their life. This is what they had to do to, to preserve life back then. And again, you know, the law made a way, the law said, prepare the cities. There'll be cities of refuge for you, your family, or anyone that can run to, or even a foreigner. So even if there were strangers in the land, and something happened because life happens. They had a place that they can go and they had a place that they can rest. And, and verses seven and eight, it just talks about talks about the different the, the, the different cities and the different points that are of areas of land that the Lord have prepared for people that can run to and be protected. You know, but we today, we today are protected by the Lord. We today you know, have the covering, you know, that the Lord has given us, that we can turn to him, you know, for help, that we can turn to him. And guess what? He is the one that preserves us. He is the one that protects us. He is the one that will show us the way, you know, with Christ on our side, with the Lord on our side, who can be against us? But the Lord himself, you know, he made a way. He made a way back then, and he made a way. I made a way today. Today he ha- he is with us. Today he says, "I have you. You are mine. I have you, and I will protect you. Yeah, I have you, and no one can snatch you from my hand." And that is a beautiful thing. Again, these individuals back then, the law was clear, the law was direct, but even with the harsh law. The Lord knew the hearts of people and the Lord made a way for the cities of refuge to be in place just in case, just in case something happened, we can run to that place. And again, today we can run to our Lord Jesus. Whatever the situation may be, whatever is going on, we can run to the Lord and the Lord will protect us. And the Lord will help us and the Lord will direct us and the Lord will give us peace. The Lord will give us hope, you know, and that's why, you know, John 3, 16, you know, and it just says so much in those in those few lines that is written there, you know, because it says whoever believes in him, whoever, whoever, whoever comes to him shall not perish. That means their lives are preserved, you know, and and will have everlasting life. So not only is the Lord telling us, you know, that that he loves us because he starts off with God so loved the world, you know, that he gave, that he gave, you know, and he gave to preserve us. He gave it to whoever comes to him. And he says, I have you. I have you. And I will give you everlasting life. What a beautiful gift we have from the Lord that we have everlasting life. You know, people consider that, you know, if if once once you die, a lot of times people think that that's the end. But that's actually the beginning. That's actually the beginning because, you know, we're going to the father. We're going back to the father and he receives us. 
you know, and when we go to him, you know, he receives us, what the word of God says, with open arms. What a beautiful thing that we are welcome into his hands, you know, once, you know, once we perish from this life. And then, you know, here again, God was just making a way. God was making a way for man so that man can be preserved, so that mistakes would not happen. Because it would be a sad thing that the 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 the, the slayer, you know, kills somebody accidentally, and then the kin of the, the victim kills him without judgment, without judgment. And that's why God was putting the cities of refuge so that that way they can be judgment for that way there could be a hearing for that way the guy can uh, plead his case, you know, before the congregation, you know, and there was things set in place for protection. And again, today on a Monday morning, the Lord is saying, I have you. I have you in my hands. Whatever it is that we're going through today, whatever it is that we're facing today, it's nothing nothing too big that the Lord cannot help you with that the Lord cannot carry you through because the Lord will carry you through whatever situation you are facing. Whatever whatever difficulty you are facing today, the Lord will carry you through that situation. That is a beautiful thing about, and you, and you, most of you should probably know that footprints in the sand, you know, and it shows, you know, two sets of footprints, then one set of footprints. And then the person asks, asks the Lord, Ask the Lord, but I only see one set of footprints here. And the Lord tells them, that's it, it's where I carry you. That's what I held you. And that's what I walked it through with you. You know, so the Lord has this. You know, we need to surrender to the Lord. We need to, to, to surrender to him and, and, and say, Lord, I'm going to rest in your love because you have this. Because you love me so much that you gave your son now I can rest in your love, you know, and I'm going to rest in, 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 your, in your mercy, in your compassion, in your strength. I'm going to rest in you because you have this and you're going to help me the rest of the way. And he will carry us the rest of the way. That's why we can say this morning that nothing is impossible for them that believe in the Lord because the Lord will sustain us. The Lord will protect us. The Lord will hold us and take us the rest of the way. And perhaps this morning, some of us may need to be carried. <laughs> Come on, it's been a long weekend and, and we face a whole bunch of different things and stuff, life happens. You know, situations come up all over the place. Decisions that have to be made and all that confusion and everything else, we need to make sure that we surrender it to the Lord and say, Lord, help me in this situation. Give me more of your peace. Give me more of your joy. Give me more of your strength. And the Lord is faithful. He is faithful and he will do that for you. And he will do that for me. And he will sustain us and he will keep us, you know, and and all the things that we do, if we do it unto the Lord. So this Monday morning, my brothers and sisters, this was a a short chapter, but, you know, it shows the love of God towards men, the love of God for protection, the love of God to making things right. Because man will always do what man wants to do. But we need to turn to the Lord and see what does the Lord want me to do? 
What does the Lord say for me to do? Whatever we do, we must do it in love. We must do it in love. Again, I'm going to write back to, to John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believe in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. The love of God towards you, the love of God towards me, that alone will sustain us. That alone will help us as we journey in life, as we go through this life. And what a and what an, a beautiful word that we received this Sunday, you know, from Pastor Daniel, you know, uh, what a beautiful, you know, word of encouragement, you know, that we need to make sure that we hold on to the promises of God, that we need to make sure that we turn to him because he is faithful, he is merciful, and he has you, and he has me. And my brother says, this is the best is yet to come. Come on. The best is yet to come. And as we move forward and as we come to a conclusion this morning, let's not forget that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. So whatever it is that we may be facing, we can overcome it. We can overcome it. In the name of Jesus, we can overcome whatever the situation is if we just do everything in love and we hold on to his mercy and we hold on to his grace and say, Lord, help me. Give me the words. Guide me. Direct me. Show me. Because a lot of times our victory, my brothers and sisters, is so close. It's right around the corner and it's not the time for us to stop. It is the time for us to continue to go forward in the Lord. It is a time for us to get bold and reach out for the impossible because God will take, will make the impossible possible. God will take whatever he, that has to take place and he can turn it around. I mean, his word is clear. His word says that I will make a way in the desert. Come on. I will make a way in the desert, I, you know, and his verse also says that our days are ordered by the Lord. So our days, the Lord already has prepared before us. All we need to do is to walk by faith, walk by faith and say, Lord, I am here. I'm going to do this for your glory, for your honor. You know, Lord, give me what I need to say. Give me what I need to do. Instruct me and show me the way. And guess what? He is faithful, just like he made a way for the slayer. He made a way for the slayer. Come on now. And he was running and he did kill somebody. And God says, I'm making a way. He's making a way for every single one of us this morning, this particular week. As we journey together in life, my brothers and sisters, let's not forget to whom we give the praise, the glory, and the honor. And then it's to the Lord Jesus Christ. He is worthy. He is worthy. He is worthy. And when, and when everything is falling apart, he is worthy. He is worthy. He is worthy. When you don't have the strength, he is worthy. He is worthy. He is worthy. When you don't have the desire, he is worthy. He is worthy. He is for worthy. And when we give him a sacrifice of praise in the middle of the situation and we say he is worthy, he is worthy, he is worthy, you are sacrificing unto him. And you are lifting up your voice and you're glorifying the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. So my brothers and sisters, hold on to your faith. 
Be strong in the Lord. You got this. You got this. He's making a way for you, and he's making a way for me. And I, and again, I, I come to a conclusion right now. Time for me to stop talking. Time for me to stop talking. But let's not forget, my brothers and sisters, this coming weekend. Come on. Worship in the park. Another, another, another day that we can stand out, you know, and, and worship God and declare God and reach people who are far from the Lord, you know, and present them the gospel of Jesus Christ on Saturday. So please keep that in prayer. Continue to share it, you know, continue to pass it on because our God is good. And remember, there's nothing impossible for him. Nothing impossible for him. So hold on to his promises. Hold on to his promises because the best is yet to come. Let us pray. Father, I thank you for this moment that you have given us, Father. I thank you for everyone who is watching and listening. Oh, Lord God, I pray that you would just embrace them in your love. Embrace them in your mercy. Embrace them in your comfort, Father. Lord God, that this week, Father God, will be a week of victory, Father. As we focus on this weekend, my Lord God, to give you the worship and give you the praise that you deserve, continue to make a way for every single one of us, Father God. Continue to make a way, Father. We give you the glory. We give you the honor. We give you the worship. You deserve it all, Lord God. It's all about you. It's not about us. It's all about your kingdom come. You will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Bless all my brothers and sisters. Be with them throughout this week. Show off in their lives, Father God. Show off and blow them away, Father, in what you are about to do in this season, Father. Thank you, Father. We ask for this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen and amen. Well, God bless you, my brothers and sisters. Keep your faith. The best is yet to come. God bless.